Welcome to Tender Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. where we have question and answer session. And today we are having our Sunday school lesson, which is at 7 p.m. Now, as we go forward, today we're going to be in the book of John. John 17, this is the universal Sunday school lesson that uh, we're going through. And it's coming out of John 17, 14 through 24. And it is called as the intercessor. Yes. This will be the lesson that's coming out this Sunday. Also, if you would like to get a jump on the lesson, um, you can always, always ask us for um, the sheets that we have, that we go by, and uh, we'll send them to you through the email. Just email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com, and we will get them to you. Yes. Amen? Amen. All right. So today's lesson is coming out of John 17, 14 through 24. And it starts out, I have given them thy word. Now, this is Jesus talking. Yes. This is his prayer. And the name of the lesson is called, called as the intercessor. And we're going to see in this prayer what Jesus prays for. Remember, Jesus is our example of what and how we're supposed to be. Right. Not how we're supposed to act, but how we're supposed to be. That's right. It's a difference. God didn't call us to act called us to be. Right? That's right? Scripture says be holy. Right. Does it say act holy? That's right. <laughs> right? That's right? Okay. 14. I have given them thy word and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. Jesus is Basically saying, they've been hated because of me, because they act like me, because I'm not from here either. And because I'm not from here, they are not loved either. They're hated. Right. So what does that tell you? If you are hated by the world, that's a good thing. <laughs> if the world loves you, it's a bad thing. <laughs> Right? <laughs> because you have to understand what the world represents. Right. The world represents Satan. Mm -hmm. That's their representative. Our representative is God. Right. Well, I don't represent, I don't believe in God, or I don't believe in Satan either. Doesn't matter. You represent Satan at that point. Mm -hmm. It's either one or the other. You can't, there is no in-between. You don't fall through the cracks. And there's no straddle line. You're either on one side or you're the other. Yeah. Right? That's right? You're either with God or against God. That's it. That's the way he sees it. Mm -hmm. Jesus goes on in 15 to say, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest 
keep them from the evil. Right? Mm -hmm. And that was 15. Right. 15 and the ESV, it says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. So God, Jesus is saying, I don't, you know, they're hated by the world, but I don't want you to take them out of the world. I just want you to protect them from the world. Right? And that's how we all feel. We don't want to leave. We just want to be protected while we're here. And it says, and you find out your protection is in 14, because he says, I have given them thy word. Mm -hmm. That's your protection. Right. Jesus is your protection. Right. Just awesome. Well, Jesus says, I have given them thy word. Not only did he give them the word, Mm -hmm. but here's the, the, the point that has them has Jesus praying for them. Mm -hmm. It's not that he gave it to them, Mm -hmm. but they received it. Yeah. Awesome. Right? Mm -hmm. See, the reason you get help from Christ is because you receive him. Mm -hmm. You can't get help from Christ if you don't receive him because he's not going to put himself on you. Mm -hmm. Right? 16 says, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. 17 and ESV, it says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. So, because they are, and this is Jesus vouching for the disciples. Mm-hmm. Right? right? When you are in Christ, Jesus vouches for you. He's our mediator mm-hmm. between us and God. Right. So, this is what Jesus is doing right now. He's mediating, He's discussing us. With the Father. And not only discussing us, but he's going on behalf of us. Right? Mm -hmm. 18 says, As thou hast sent me into the world, even so, I have also sent them into the world. Just as you sent me into the world, I sent them into the world. Jesus is basically saying, "I I didn't have them do anything that I didn't do. Right? Mm -hmm. Listen to these things that Jesus is telling that he has done with the disciples. Mm -hmm. Because the things that he has done with the disciples are things that we're supposed to do too. Right? Right? As thou hast sent me into the world, even so I have also sent them into the world. <coughs> mm-hmm. Now, they are not of the world, but he has sent them into the world. Mm-hmm. Why? Why 
would he send them in such a dangerous place to bring more people out of the world? That's right. Right? We have a job to do. Just as we came to Christ, we have a job and a duty to bring people to Christ. Right? right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the one that, when it comes down to it, the, the one who buried his talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right? You don't want to be that guy. So we have to be very, very aware mm-hmm. of what we're supposed to be doing. Right. 20 says, neither pray for, th- for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. He was like, so I'm not just praying for them. <clears throat> I'm praying for other people that believe. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The people that they bring to Christ, I'm praying for them as well. This is a prayer of longevity. Mm. Neither pray neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. So, Jesus is putting in a prayer for the disciples when they come when they come into the Holy Spirit and they start bringing people to Christ. Jesus is already praying for them, the people that they bring in to come in. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, this is 20. 20 says, in ESV, it says, I do not ask for these only but also for those who believe in me through their word. Mm. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome? Jesus not only prayed for them, but he prayed for things to come through them. Mm. 21 says that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Wow. 21 and ESV it says, that they may all be one, just as you. Father are in me. So he was saying he wants them to be one in in Christ, just as Jesus is one in the Father. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He says, um, maybe one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. Right. And then it says that they also may be in us. Right? right? So that the world may believe that you have sent me. So basically Jesus is saying, 
Just like me and the Father is one. Mm -hmm. I need them to be one in me. So when they are doing the job that I asked them to do, they'll be one in Christ and the Father. And what this prayer is doing is blessing their ministry. Blessing their ministry to come. Right? We pray to the Father all the time. But what is it like for Jesus to pray for you? Man. <laughs> wow. You know how people, you'll hear people say, yeah, they, I'm going to have certain people pray for me because I know they can get a prayer through. Mm. You don't even have to worry about that with Jesus praying for you. <laughs> mm -mm. Okay. Man. It's just there. Twenty-two says, "And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one." So the glory that Jesus said, the glory that God has given him, he gave that glory to the disciples, so they can be one with us. The same glory that Jesus had, he gave to his disciples. The very same glory. Was it a different glory? No, it's the same one. It's only one Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. right? right? It's not a bunch of Holy Spirits. It's just one. Twenty-three says, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Can you imagine doing a work so powerful? That they just look past you and said, that can't be nothing but God. Awesome. Or your work is so anointed that they just see God all over you. Self-explanatory. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is the thing that Jesus is praying that his disciples get from God. Jesus is basically saying, the same walk that I walked, bless them with that. He's asking the Father to give them that same stuff. <laughs> 24 says, Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, 
be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. 24 in ESV. It says, Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you have loved me before the foundation of the earth, of the world. Jesus' desire is that they see him in his glory so they can understand who he is, what he is, and what kind of power they're dealing with. He said, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Before the world was even founded, Jesus was there. Right? So a lot going on. God already had a plan. Jesus was in it before the world was even founded. You know, um, I really don't know how. I, I mean, I love Sunday school lesson. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they can start it in 14 and 24. I mean, you got to read the beginning and how they describe, you know, what Jesus did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just he's telling you who he is and what he did. He glorified. It says, "I, I have glorified thee on earth. Yeah. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Mm -hmm. And now, O oh Father, glorify me with thy own self. Yeah. The glory which I had with thee before the world was." Yeah, I don't know how you break how into you, the middle of Jesus's yeah, prayer. Like prayer. And just take out a piece. But I don't it know how they did that. But the point that they're trying to make in the okay. Sunday school lesson yeah, explain that to is Jesus talking about the disciples. Okay. He didn't talk about the disciples until 14. Oh, that's, so that's the whole thing. Yeah, and they just skipped all the other parts. But it's hard 1 to through do. 13. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but this is the lesson, so. Yeah. <laughs> this is what they did. But he's telling you how the, how he is an intercessor. I right. Mean, and this is how he goes into, this is how he's intercessing. Mm -hmm. He's going on behalf right. of the disciples mm -hmm. and talking to God about their ministry mm -hmm. once he leaves. Right. So Jesus prays for the ministry of the disciples he blesses their ministry and prays to God about their ministry before the disciples even started because they right now they are the ministry right yeah. they are his ministry yeah 
That's why they want when that's that's the difference of the disciples and the apostles. They're the same people. But the disciples, as long as Jesus was here, they were called disciples. Once Jesus left, they became apostles. Disciples, they're students. Apostles, now they're teachers. You see? Not popes. Huh? <laughs> I said not popes. No. That was just <laughs> right. Yeah. So, we're going to go to hearing those scriptures and seeing how powerful they were mm -hmm. as Jesus was talking on their behalf. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to the ten statements that we have about the lesson. Mm -hmm. um, the first one says, he who overcomes the world is also able to protect us. Right? Yes. So Jesus was able to uh, fight off sin. He didn't sin. Mm -hmm. Right? True. He's the only one who hasn't sinned. Mm -hmm. So he's the one who was able to go on our behalf. He is the sacrificial lamb that God has set aside. Right? Mm -hmm. And he's the blueprint to everlasting life. Mm -hmm. So he's our protection, he's our guide, he's our counselor, he's our everything. He's earned the right, no sin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Two says, we have been set apart to be Christ's witnesses in the world, not to be part of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and we are. We set aside to be witnesses for Christ. Right. We have a job to do as Christian believers. But too many of us get mixed up in other stuff. We get mixed up in worldly things. We get mixed up in all these other things. And our job is to bring people to Christ. And show the God in us. That's in, in whatever we're doing. That's the whole goal. The purpose, the goal. I don't know my purpose. Your purpose is to show the God in you. Always. That's your purpose. You know, but we we tend to get slighted by the world, worldly things. And this is what happened to the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. God tried to keep them away from. He told them to stay away from the Jebusites and the Amorites. Don't do what they do, worshiping their gods and all that mm -hmm. stuff. They were supposed to conquer these people and they didn't do it. But they end up doing it anyway. Yeah. You know. We get lost in the world. Because we let worldly things. Uh, guide us. Mm -hmm. Instead of God. Right. Three says. It should be encouraging to us. To know that Jesus prays for us. It should be. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
right? The person that died on the cross for your sins, who really had no reason to do it, besides the fact that God told him to do it. And then, not only did he do that, he's still praying and talking to God on our behalf. Lining up your prayers to God. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes, it is. For it says, when the unity mm. we possess in Christ is evident, it will be a powerful testimony to the world. When the unity we possess in Christ is evident, mm -hmm. right? Mm. It will be a powerful testimony to the world. That's why it's so good to see a church that's thriving. Because you can see that's the, the church that's thriving, that's their testimony as a group. Right. A, church, a church that's growing and thriving and no matter what's going on, pandemic ain't stopping it, nothing's stopping it. Right. <laughs> it's just going. That's their testimony. Right. You keep God ahead, the head of your life and the head of the church. That's what you get. And you become that witness. And you become a powerful testimony to the world. This is how you're supposed to be. Five says, Jesus' teaching has not been his own, but God the Father. Jesus will tell you over and over in the scriptures that these teachings and different things is not of me. Mm -hmm. This is the Father's. I'm just here to clear it up for you. That's right. So you can get some understanding. And that's all we do. And then it's too many times that we argue and fight over Scripture. For what? Mm -mm. Scripture is Scripture. Right. You don't argue and fight and fuss with you. Mm -mm. Right? Because right. if I think it is, the scripture is truth. That's right. I don't have to argue about the truth. Right. Because it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it stands alone. Yeah, it stands alone. It don't need my help. Mm-mm. Six says, since we do not belong to the world, mm -hmm. God will not leave us alone. God is not going to leave you by yourself. Many times we're going through something, we think that nobody understands. God understands. He knows what you're going through. He always knows what you're going through. Right. right? But we tend to fall into these things and not see the bigger picture. Especially when it comes to our own life. Mm -hmm. We may see everything and it looks like everything is falling down around you and it's like, oh my God, but the truth of the matter is it's not even that bad. Yeah. But we allow the world to make it seem like it's that bad. Mm -hmm. Right? And in our lives, we just have to make better decisions. 
true. Use wisdom. And if you don't have it, ask. Yeah. God tell you in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Ask for wisdom if you don't if you don't have it. Right. Jesus gives you understanding. Yep. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That's what you need to ask for. Right. Seven says, Jesus dwells in us as the Father dwells in him. Jesus dwells in us just like the Father dwells in him. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Jesus dwells in us and the Father is in him. That means the Father and the Son is in us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. But we have to know that. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, understand that the Father is in us. And you understand that Jesus is in us. Mm-hmm. So why do we destroy our bodies mm-hmm. if the Father is in there? <laughs> Take care of yourself. Right? Right. We take these things for granted. Mm-hmm. Leave Jesus something to work with, with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wants to help. Mm-hmm. But we take it out of his hands. How do we do that? You know, and, and, and it's like, um, Nothing can take out of Jesus' hands. No, but you can jump out. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to snatch it from you. But you can jump out. Yeah. He gives us the option of choice. That's right. And that is not a good thing for a lot of parts of our living on this earth. Because we make some bad decisions. And see, we have to leave him something to work with. Remember Jesus says, you'll get up there and he'll say, depart from me, I know you're not. But you say, I've done this in your name, I've done that in your name, but you haven't had him in your heart. So if you don't have him in your heart, he's not going to accept you. You take it out of his hands. Give him something to work with. You see? Eight says, the church cannot complete, can't, the church cannot be complete as a body if there is lack of unity. If we are not together, if we're not together in unity, we're never going to be uh, the church that God has called us to be. We'll never be the people that God has called us to be. Right? Yeah. So we really have to make sure that we are doing what God says do. The whole point of Jesus being the intercessor, and it's so powerful to have Jesus praying for you. You know, you can't you can't even fathom that. 
Jesus going on your behalf with confidence to the Father because you're doing what you're supposed to do. But when you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing in Christ, you're not going to get that. Because we do all of, all of our prayers. All of our prayers go up in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Right? All of our prayers. So Jesus takes those prayers to the Father. But remember when Jesus says, depart from me, I know you not. Think about this. If Jesus says, depart from me, I know you not. That means that every prayer that you have had in your lifetime didn't go anywhere. You, you see what I mean? Wow. Every prayer that you have prayed in Jesus' name did nothing and it went nowhere. Wow. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And that just tells you your life was a waste of time. And picture this, you know, when we pray to the Father and we pray, we're praying in Jesus' name and Jesus takes these prayers to the Father and these things happen. We talk to God all the time through prayer. Mm -hmm. But when Jesus says, depart from me, I know you not. That is the last conversation that you will have with Christ. That is your very last conversation you'll have with Christ. I can't even imagine how sad that is. Right? So, 9 says, and this is what, and even with 8, when it says the church cannot be complete as a body, if there is no lack of unity, if everybody is doing their own thing in the church and and everybody has their own agenda for the church, mm-hmm. you're not going to get anywhere. Church is not church anymore. It's just a social gathering. You can't call it church because God's true church has unity. Nine says, our relationship with others should demonstrate God's call to multiply, not divide. You should be bringing more people to Christ, mm-hmm. if you're truly in Christ, right. instead of being divided. Our relationship with others demonstrate God's call. Right? Mm-hmm. Our relationship. What kind of relationship do you have with God? 
You know, and, and you have to ask yourself that. Right. Even if you have a good relationship, how can you make it better? True. You know? You can never get satisfied and stagnant in Christ. That's right. It's too much work to be done. And there's too many gifts to be had. Mm -hmm. And when I say gifts, I mean spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Things that God wants you to do and things that God has for you is too much to do to become stagnant in Christ or to become comfortable. And see, your relationship with God is going to demonstrate to others. And that's what's going to bring people to Christ. Right. You know, and people will be able to tell. If you have a zeal for God or if you're just hanging out. <laughs> you know? And 10, it says, we must serve one another humbly in love and in unity. Some of, sometimes for us, that's a hard thing to do both. True. <laughs> right? To, to love and serve one another humbly <laughs> without some kind of agenda, without some kind of you know, um, sarcasm to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But humbly, in love, serving one another. I mean, truly helping your fellow man, your fellow brother, your fellow sister yeah. in Christ. Yeah. And doing it in unity, you know, because... You and the person that you're helping truly wants the same outcome. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And when you can't handle something, you go get somebody who can. And y'all do it together. Mm -hmm. Unity. This is what God's church looks like. When Jesus comes back, this is the church he's gathering. The people who loves him in unity. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because the one common thing that we have is that we love Christ and we worship him as our Lord and Savior. That's right. right? So that, that within itself is enough for God to gather people from all over the world and they're going to be doing all the same things because that's the unity. Mm -hmm. That's the thing we have in common. The Bible talks about they had one thing in common yeah. in the book of Acts. And they was all on one accord, with one accord. Right? Right. And that's the best we can do. But when we do that, and 
we have that love and we have that unity and we have that uh, camaraderie with one another, Jesus intercedes for us. That's what he intercedes for. The love that we have for other people like he did. And all your brothers and sisters in Christ. Right? Amen. So, this is the lesson. And this is called as the intercessor. And this is Jesus going on behalf of his disciples. And he still does this today. But he doesn't mind going on his on behalf of the disciples because he knows in their hearts that they truly love him and they truly see him as Lord and Savior. Right? And that's where we're supposed to be today. And if we're doing that, we get the same outcome as the disciples back then. Right? Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for allowing us to see through these scriptures how Jesus intercedes for us and what we have to do for that to happen. Father, we see that the love that we have for one another and the love that we have for the Son is all one and the same. Father, we pray today that this happens in our lives, in our homes. Father, we thank you for these scriptures, giving us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. And now we can go and teach others what we have learned here today. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. Stay blessed and faithful.